up, guys? It's Kevin from Frank151, and I'm here with the amazing Alex Corcoran, and also with the Slut for Butts. Thank you. Hold for Roman. <laughs> Thank you. So happy to have you here. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you for coming, even uh, late as shit, because now it turns into fucking like Gotham no, like, City. It turns yeah, into Gotham City at like at four thirty. Like, the sun was setting at like two thirty today, <laughs> and I was like, I mean, I'm more of a nighttime girl anyway, but still, I, it was a little. No, depressing. It, it fucks me up because it's like I go to sleep when the light when it's dark out, and then I wake up when it's dark out, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like seasonal depression. Ugh. That's what it is. Ugh. So let's get into it. Cause I scrolled through your Instagram. Oh no. And I yes. sorry I had to look at my naked butt so much. Oh no, it's okay. It's <laughs> fabulous. I yeah. love it. I mean, never mind. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> never never apologize to ever to like ever showing your sculpted body and ass. Thank never, you. never. I was very brave of me to be willing to uh, show my Massive Thanksgiving turkey ass all over the internet. <laughs> you said massive Thanksgiving. I thought you were gonna say something else after that. <laughs> yeah, I am. Is this grind? Yeah, I'm. I'm a very yeah. I'm super demure and and uh and reserved, calling myself slut for butt. Also, so how did you come up with that name, slut for butt? Like, um, well, like I make music, mm -hmm. camera, light. Um, I make music and uh, <laughs> whatever. You gotta find your light. Uh. I love making music and visuals, like mm -hmm. that's what I've always done. I make like, I call it very like homosexual pop music, which by that I mean it's like, I try to make the production as as, uh, as high as I possibly can and work in different genres, mm -hmm. but I'm definitely like not afraid of adding in like as many gay references as possible. So, you know, if you're, you get a little bit more out of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I also make videos and all that kind of stuff. So in the course of kind of talking about making that, or I think I was like doing a question and answer on my Instagram. Mm -hmm. Someone said, um, oh, like, what are you into? And I just said, like, oh, you know, your boy's a slut for butt. And that was very stupid. But at the same time, I was like, that's kind of funny. Like, it almost rhymes. Like, and I go by I go by Roman Darkholm as my musician name. But I was like, kept on sketching it and drawing it. And then I was like, oh, you know, if I make a couple of remixes and title them slut for butt remixes, I wonder if they'll do better. Because I never want to listen to someone's, like, random remix. But then I'm like, ooh, slut for butt. Even if I didn't give a shit, I would, like, click on it. And yeah, from there it turned into like t-shirt brand and just kept on snowballing. Yeah. So you're very active on IG. I assume your DMs are fucking insane. Yeah, but I'm not I'm not ever gonna be mad about that because I'm like regularly telling people that I'm looking for monster cock on there. So, <laughs> so, so I'm what's like, the craziest thing that's ever landed on your IG like DMs? Well you also have to remember like I'm 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 gay, uh, spoilers. <laughs> well shocker. oh it's a shocker. Oh, wow. <laughs> So I'm on I'm on Grinder anyway, uh -huh. and Grinder is so much more wild than really anything you could ever get on mm -hmm. on Instagram, especially for told. like yeah, like people will send like a picture of them with their like buttholes just fully open, and I'm like I'm a Christian. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm a good girl. Like excuse me. Yeah. You gotta take me out to dinner first. <laughs> I was like excuse me. I clearly asked for pictures of Monster Dom, not your butt. Okay. <laughs> um. So yeah, people people will come in with stuff all the time like. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't super phase me, I guess. It's like if you're gonna be called slut for butt, even though like not all of my persona is like hypersexual, mm -hmm. like it's mostly because it's like funny. Um, I I'm okay with someone sending me some naked pictures. I'm like, go off. 
Gotcha. So do the naked pictures inspire your music and the light show that comes with your music? That really depends on if he had to shoot his PP in panorama. That would definitely inspire <laughs> a couple of songs. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm like, I'm trying to think like a good example is, um, I'm not sure if you've seen on TikTok, but like for the past six months, there's been that, it's a clip of a Spanish dub from an episode of Charmed, and they say, Escucha las palabras de los brujas. Yes, know? I know oh, it, yeah. yes. And it's so like that, fast and stuff like that. Yeah, and it's, it's like really fast, and they're yes. like, it's like witches chanting. Yeah. And this is weird, because it's like, I'm gonna get back to the music, but we have to talk about Charmed. Anyway, uh, this this show came out in like 1997. This is a dub of from some Spanish-speaking country that just recently, people were like, oh, this is really funny, and started like putting that like kind of witchy chanty thing around like uh, turkeys running around a gravestone or anything that's kind of witchy or like hanging out with your like your girls yeah and i'm like oh fuck i love that like that would be a fantastic way to start a song or to integrate that so then once you get to the end you can go work and drop into the bang your face with gloves and then get into uh -huh. it you know so like that's in there someone who loves someone who's familiar with that would get it and be like oh my god that's cool and then someone else who isn't familiar, they're just gonna like the way it leads up because it is so, um, it's so exciting. Once you get to the end of it, it's the perfect place for a drop. So I like to do that with things that are typically like, you know, in the girl community, in the gay community, um, and make make references, I guess, that are in there, yeah. Nice, so how, like, what is your creative process to matching the music with the light shows and like just blending that together? Right, I guess it's really, really integrated and holistic. Um, so when I'm writing a song and I'm making a song, I'm imagining in the same way you would do if you were like doing a photo shoot, like you put a, a mood board together, like a vision board for it. I'm imagining what the visuals would be and what I kind of get out of it. And half the time I'm also making those visuals on my computer. So with my with my live show, I make all the visuals, I design the lights, I built the system um, so I could perform anywhere and then like kind of make my own my own portable system that gives you all of the infrastructure of being in a place that has like timed lights and and you know um uh uh what's it called um a little production value on vocals like could I write basically manipulate a program so that I could send all that information and then have the show look like it cost a million dollars but you know it's just my flop ass yeah <laughs> um which is amazing though like I like every time I see uh, your your whole your whole thing it's like wow like some you put you really put your love your time into it put your energy and like you don't get that from many people thank people, you like people oh. usually need like a production company and yada yada like you know different people like you are on your own you do it thank you I mean yeah like that's that's the one of the reasons why I built this thing like the system is called uh, Slept for Butt Live like the whole system now but I built it because I wanted like the most basic version of this is I love making music with visuals and with lights I like them together I'm writing them together I'm creating them in my head so I would feel like I was doing half a show if I was walking out there and just you know singing my songs and I had this dream of doing it with like crazy, um, crazy backdrops and rear projections and, and lighting and having everything timed perfectly so that when the music goes, the lights go one, two, three, four, boom on the screen, like everything together. I don't come from a background like doing that. I didn't go to college. I decided to move out to the city and show my boobies. Uh, <laughs> but I was like, I bet I could do this. And I just kind of slowly had faith and then um, found people through like Reddit and stuff who could like help me build different pieces. Um, so yeah, it's it's a labor of love from like 
literally every turtle bass C stand to every time the lights change, I had to write that to everything on screen and then to the music. Uh, so I think it, it would be almost impossible to divorce my heart from it at this yeah. point. So Alex mentioned, uh, piggybacking with what you said, you don't have a team. This is no. everything you? It's, 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 it's fucking impressive. It's beyond. It's that the, is impressive. I got to say it's the most beyond impressive thing I've seen mm-hmm. since Limelight. Yeah, because... Like, Again, I was scrolling on your Instagram. I was like, being on his team must be must be fucking amazing. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, like saying, yo, I work for Sluffer, but is hilarious. Everybody some, be like, what? You I know, as someone who? who's on my own team, it's awful, and I hate my boss. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely want to shout out like Nick D'Alessandro is a producer I work with pretty consistently like he's absolutely incredible like I um I don't make instrumentals that much like we usually will collaborate I'll be like hey I want something in this key I want it to be this many BPM I want it to transition to like the relative major at this point let's um we kind of go in with the mood board the same way as we do for like the visuals Uh, so I want to shout him out but yeah all of the stuff is like I'm 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 footing the bills I'm like I'm organizing photo shoots I'm doing all of my own animation posts lighting design uh all of it, yeah. Impressive. So, so lot, you you used to um, do your shows in Los Angeles, right? And recently moved to New York. I'm I... I'm I'm a New York person. Okay. Yeah, I, I grew up in Oregon, and then I, I decided to move to New York so I could be like. like uh, but yeah, and it's and it's been great. Now I'm like a very I'm a very LES person. That's uh-huh. like how we know each other. Yeah. Yeah. So, but during the pandemic. That was another reason why I rebuilt this whole system with the backdrop so that it used reprojections. So I was like, I've been wanting to do this for so long. I've almost like nailed it on like how to build this type of rig. I was looking down the barrel of like, oh my God, we're not gonna be able to do inside performances for years. Like this thing I've like spent all my money on, like all my time. I'm sure we're all kind of as creatives familiar with that with that feeling yeah, where it's yeah. like you work your ass off and then last minute shit just backfires and you're like <laughs> yeah march 2020 knock knock you're screwed yeah uh so i decided to rebuild it basically i was like i'm gonna rebuild my system so that it's portable enough that i could put it outside on the street in new york city have the big backdrops of the screens have all of the stuff that is with my rig but just have it be mobile and like kind of contained and modular and attach it to a generator and that's how I started doing shows, like really, like full blown with the system. It's just doing them out on the street in New York City and getting shut down by the cops occasionally. And oh, no, I saw that. that yeah, was, that was badass. I uh, know. I loved fun. it because they that were was like dope as shit. Yeah. And then, what, so what? Um, why do you, why Spider Man outfit? Spider Man. Yes, I, I was like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I need to go through the layers of the stupidity involved. In my, yeah, exactly. I mean, well, awesome. no, you well, it's it's me. fucking working for you. So is Thank it you. stupid? Not, not, yeah. Like Kevin, not many people look good in Spider Man. Yeah. I, oh no, I saw that. Uh, trust me, it was like literally on my mental list. Like, how did you get to the Spider Man? Like the Spider Man. I how I learned how to draw, which in turn taught me how to like do light animation and then do my editing. Was I wanted to be uh, a comic book artist when I was a kid. So that's all I did. I had an internship with Dark Horse Comics. They do like Ghost and and Sin City and all that kind of stuff. Um, so comic books in that culture um, have always been like, kind of part of what I do and I love like the cosplaying community but specifically like integrating that into stuff about live is I'm like I'm going out on the street it's gonna take me 30 minutes to, like set up all this shit who knows how long before I start like is someone gonna call the cops or get mad or whatever the hell I was like I need to have people actually sitting around and watching by the time I turn this thing on and I was like if you see a spider-man 
setting up a bunch of like audiovisual equipment on the street, yeah. you're probably gonna just wait to see what the fuck is happening. Can you cuss on this? Yeah, okay, no, of yeah. course. No, okay. and the fact that you got people in New York to just like, yeah. <laughs> you don't care. The fact that, <laughs> yeah. yeah, the fact that you got people to actually stop and be like, what the fuck is going on with this Spider-Man dude is crazy just because as a New Yorker, we are, we come out the womb minding our business. The amount like, of things you have to go, the amount of things that you have to witness and then eject from your mind in order yeah. to like get to work in the morning is any one of those things someone else in a different city would have talked about for the next 15 years. Yeah. You know? And you're just like, no, I saw someone like, I recently saw someone jerking off and taking a shit and I just had to keep on walking. You so. saw that too? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. saw that too? That was, I saw that shit on my way here to work like at nine o'clock in the morning, like two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. I saw that at um, going to the skate park in uh, Washington Heights when he first street. Somebody was injecting his penis with a heroin needle. Yep. And I was like, New York. And I wasn't yeah. bothered by it. Yeah, I Alex was like, is like, no, work like, diva. That's, that's life. Like, no, it's just it. like, you just walk out like, damn, bro. Damn, that's, like, like, that's, that's you, Bob. Yeah. That ass. Like, you're, really, you're really doing you right now. And at the minimum, yeah, I Yeah, you're doing you that. right now, and I just don't want to interrupt from you doing you. Right. So you're doing great, sweetie, I think. Yeah. Please cut across me also, because again, I smoked a lot of marijuana before coming. It's so right. you might need to like. It's okay. Although I do want to ask you. So, coming to 169 Bar, come to New York City. How do you come across like coming to the the last of the dive bars that's existing? What was your train of thought when you walked in there? Like, what was your feel of being who you are, what you project, and like your energy? What, were you afraid, or you were just like, I'm just gonna go for it? I'm gonna walk into this bar and get to shop. With one six nine bar, you mean yeah. like the first time I came? I was working like on the same block at another place called Cafe Petisco with a bunch of other people and everybody in the neighborhood, as you know, like this 169 bar is how we met and like that's, I live literally above it, you know, my, my, there's a speaker under my bed that I have to ask them to turn down all the time. Uh, you can pretty hear, hear us all. Yeah, I can hear the whole thing. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd seen everybody from the neighborhood was coming there and I just started coming and, and almost immediately, before, way before I worked there, a lot of those people became like my best friends, like our friend Bijou. Um, and the owner has always been great about hiring. He likes weirdos and he likes people who have like very specific things going on and like a mishmash of people. So I immediately felt I'm, pro I'm more myself and more open about myself as a result of knowing all of those people that I met through there. That's so, dope. So yeah. since because you've experienced the New York crowd, obviously I have to ask who's a tougher crowd, the people in LA or the people here? Like, during your live performances, who's just like, ugh, no. I would be like being a snob, like, no, who's this guy? No. Well, that's, I don't want to give, I don't want to give either one a bad rap. I would say. No, I, give I, it. Uh, yeah, give, give it. it. I'm like, give I've it. come to burn you Get to the off. ground, New York. You are over. Yeah. No, uh, you have to remember, I started basically doing, like, busking outside uh -huh. on the street where already nobody's coming to see you. There's no alcohol. No one gives a shit. I started doing it in New York City and then immediately, that's where I was, that's why I was in California for, for so long and then came back to New York because during the pandemic I was touring for like six months through California. Touring during pandemic is- that's Outside. Some, that's some G shit. All you- Because everybody's supposed to be inside. Well, that's it too. Like there were people in New York City in the Lower East Side who told me they had seen it out their window from like three blocks up and had like run to see what was going on with all the lights and stuff. So. I benefited from the fact that everybody hadn't seen shit going on in so long, and they were just like, whoa, like someone's doing an actual thing. So 
I, I got treated really, really well in what was a difficult performing situation through New York and, and through Los Angeles. Um, so I'd say the hardest thing about New York is that none of us have backyards and the weather is crap for so long. And even if the weather's good, it might be torrential rain. Yeah, hours. I was just about to say it might be a rain because this right. Saturday was the last, yeah, the oh, last had, first weekend in we, a while we had, that it didn't rain. We had seven weeks of rain oh, on God. Saturday only. That's crazy. Seven weeks. I don't know what the fuck we did, but like, Jesus stopped. Yes. Stopped. I don't know what the fuck we did. And now it's 65 degrees outside. Yeah, and it was like 50 this morning. And yeah. I don't, I don't know what we did, but like, God is like, you don't give a fuck. Oh, we don't give a fuck. <laughs> Walking around with like short shorts and like a massive parka yeah. is just yeah. the mood for right now. Yeah, that's yeah. like, you're dressed for New York weather. Mm. That's exactly it. I'd say L- LA is easier for that reason though. Like, LA. I can do pop-up shows in LA even when I don't have something booked the entire year, you know? And here, it's, you have a window in a certain part of the day. So like just, just the lay of the land over there, it makes it a little bit easier. But um, I don't know, my, my, my heart is always gonna be New York. Yeah. So what's your motivation uh, every time I see you every day, pretty much? It's HQ for both of us. What's your motiv- motivation for a workout? Oh, like for you're, working always, out? you're always like, I gotta go on the run. You're always like, focused. Uh, that was all like deliberate and like me getting into really good shape uh, and buff over the past like year and a half was all specifically because I Wait, knew I was planning so to move to you LA. You did this in a year and a half? Yeah, I did steroids. Nah. Taller. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, yeah, I think you saw. You, I thought you were like, oh, give me. I was like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like not to, like, yeah. Not to like, I'm not like supporting that for anybody else. Like, I'm at an LGBT. Uh, clinic and have an LGBT doctor like I let them know what I was going to do that I was going to do a cycle um so that we could test everything like whatever you're doing they're used to dealing with hormones okay. so whatever you're doing do it with your doctor or you know but um no for me it was specifically I was like well I love working out I always have but I want to really kick this into gear like it was I was decently toned but I wanted to like gain a lot of yeah so I was like okay I need to work out literally every single day for like the next year, every day, and do a cycle on top of that, you know, during that time. So that's basically what I did in preparation for like, hey, I'm going to LA, I don't have as many connections out there. I'm gonna do better in that city if I look like a hot prostitute. <laughs> it would be the equivalent of. Pretty I'm not woman. wrong. No, you're not. No, you were just no, trying to live your pretty woman fantasy. Yeah, I mean, that's I was. It. Thank you. What's your dream? Yeah, that's me. I'm gonna be Hollywood. Uh, no, and 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 it was a good thing because one, I love working out now, and now I'm like just in it, so I do it every day, and it makes me feel really good. Um, which I always, I always ran into that kind of stuff, but like not for nothing. Uh, the, the amount of people paying attention to the fact that I've built this has dramatically shifted since I got my big turkey Thanksgiving ass. Well, I don't doubt that. Yeah, shit, because everybody likes something good to look at. Mm-hmm. You can't be an ugly bitch making music out hey, here because everybody's going to be what? like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> you took it back. <laughs> we stand a legend. We stand a legend. <laughs> yes. I love it. The best thing about that was like, pretty close to camera and he goes, want to do it in my butt? In my butt? Like the, no, the, the eyebrow work was so good. The best thing ever was that South Park ended up like spoofing they, that. They started doing that, yeah. They yes. said, yes, that, like, you know yeah. that song made it when South Park does yeah. it. And they did like a one-to-one. Yeah, with, yeah. with Butters. With Butters, yeah. yeah with Butters <laughs> doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what was, um, what was the name of the site? Epson World? Um, that, that was the first like, kind of the, the site that is this like a proto YouTube? 
Yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah. Right, right before it was like, was it Ep something world? Huh? I don't know. You're thinking of World Star? Yeah, I was like, you're thinking of World Star? No, E Bomb's World. Because I, I know, like, as, no, soon as, as soon as you heard World Star and you were fighting, that fight ended up just being the fight for no, your no, no. life. No, no, here it goes. It was E Bomb's World that started doing that, like, like all putting up these weird memes, weirdo, weirdo stuff, and what, what in the butt was in that. And that's where it started. I'm like, induct him as a. that's before YouTube. What an amazing... And then to do that at that time, to just be like, no, I'm yeah. just going to do my... It's like, no, I'm just going to put that shit out in the universe and, like, whatever happens, happens. Well, BT Dubs, here we are 18 years later talking about his single, yeah. so... Yeah. I hope he gets it royalties works. and is paid because <laughs> he's a queen. Oh, your nails are beautiful. Thank you! <laughs> was okay. I was a goddess for Halloween, so I went off. But I usually always go off. They're they're very good. Thank you, thank yeah. you. Shout out to my girl, Crystal. All right, let's cool. talk about, like, your traveling... Um, you're traveling trailer with your, with your like shirts. My rig? Yeah, and all that yeah stuff? your rig. Yeah. Oh, the thing. Are you talking about my live show rig or that second rig that I designed to go around sending, selling slut for budget yeah. shirts? Yeah. Really? Ooh, second tell rig. us about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, anyway, so I'm on steroids and I sell t shirts. Uh, <laughs> 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 such a weird interview. <laughs> You're like, what's going on with him? Um, so I, yeah, so like my, my brand is now called like Slut for Butt. And I do all the music and the show is called Slut for Butt Live. And then I make, I make these shirts and I'm like, well, I'm a, I'm a person who makes stuff. I don't want it to be crappy. So I'm like really proud of the shirts. So I'm like, okay, selling them has been the, the best, easiest thing I've ever done in like my creative work. Like they, they sell themselves. People get really into it. I um, sell them a lot at 169 Bar, but I was like, okay, I'm going to LA. I don't want to be a total flop when I'm there. Like even when I don't have a gig or whatever. Like, I need to be able to take these shirts to Santa Monica Boulevard and, like, show people what's up and have them see it. So, um, basically, I worked with a fabricator friend of mine, Michael, and I said, okay, what I want to do is I want to get, like, one of those uh, bicycle trolleys that, like, follows your bike and, like, maybe you put your dogs or your kid in it. Uh -huh. I was like, let's get that, and then let's design, like, a mobile rig that says slut for butt huge says how much has a photoshop of me and timothy chalamet being all gay and i was like let's put that you got it whatever uh I'm <laughs> I'm, it's like I'm a, I'm a businesswoman uh, and i put it up and i was like okay let's start riding it around new york as a tester to like see if this thing can actually travel and i pack it with uh with the t-shirts and then also a portable speaker so i can play like gay music out of it so i just want to make things everything i do i want to make fun and exciting and it's been really great in New York, even though it's cold. So I hope WeHo sells me out. Yeah. Nice. So what's one performance that you're just like, I'm proud of that shit. And I'm never shutting up about that shit. Like, I killed that. Like a show? Yeah. Like a performance. Um, that it's just like stuck in your mind. I think, okay. You just killed it. This, the first day I was in, I was in uh, LA. And I'd never been there before. I unpacked all my stuff from the car with my friend and we went to Santa Monica Boulevard and I set up, I was like, okay, where do I perform? I was like, obviously it's nighttime. You know, I want people to see what I'm up to, like, you know, do my thing. And there was an abandoned hamburger heaven across the street from the Abbey. And I was like, people are already lining up for the Abbey. Like if I start doing my gay bullshit across the street, like I might be able to like either turn in some tips or like get a gig. Um, so I set it up and that one was just like, it was very surreal. It's like, okay, this thing I imagined in my head a couple years ago, I'm now dressed as Spider-Man singing sexy music to like people who are tipping in a city I've never been in before. So that one, even if it wasn't like the most technically like like fly, uh -huh. um, I'm I'm just like, go off, King. <laughs> you yeah, did that no, one. I just imagine that you, you in line minding your business and all of a sudden here comes Spider-Man. 
singing singing some shit and you're just like what the fuck is going on well yeah like singing my song fun to fuck also so i'm like <laughs> fun to fuck. i'm fun to fuck and i'm doing like all this stuff you know but yeah so <laughs> no that's what happened that's that's exactly what happened that's like the equivalent of what rihanna said like for one of her songs fun to fuck well yeah i think it was like for one of her songs years ago she like um she said some shit and then drake came back and was like in his newest song or whatever mind you she has two kids now uh, husband or whatever the fuck asap is and a billion dollars yeah and a billion dollars richer uh he came out and was like oh and it wasn't that good tbh like tbh it wasn't that good and she, yeah, because I think she came out and was like, oh, that song, I just remember that, Sex With Me is Amazing. Mm-hmm. That shit. And he was like, it wasn't that good, TBH. Like, wow. he threw some sauce on it, like, TBH. I'm sorry. So. Even if Rihanna just lies there and does nothing, it's still better sex than anything anybody's yeah, ever Yeah, no, that had. bitch is let's beautiful. Be, let's be real about what she looks like. That bitch is beautiful. I'm like, I'm calling shenanigans on that line. Oh, no, sh- Drake is full of shenanigans. That is actually the perfect way to do I'm like, and someone's watching this and they're just like, okay, this flop named Slut for Bud is going to tell me how Drake is. No, I love Drake. I love his music. I just try not to look at whoever he's having a beef with this week. Oh, yeah, because it's always <laughs> someone the, the new. Yeah. 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 Speaking of beefs, Uh-oh. we stand Britney here. We're big Britney stands. Correct. Thank you. So... We were thinking of hitting you with the question like Justin or Britney, but like, duh, it's Britney. It's Britney. I'm Britney Spears. Like, I just I just wrote a song called Tip the Dancer. I'm premiering it tomorrow, um, and I wrote it with Britney Spears in mind. Oh. Like the song, like all of it was like, okay. Sometimes I like to do that. I was like, ooh, what would I do if I was like writing a song for this person? So the visuals are all like in outer space or whatever, like all of these cool flashes. But two days ago, I decided, hey, what if I cut her out dancing and all of her dancing videos online yeah. and have her be the background dancer for the entirety of the thing. So she's, Britney Spears is making an appearance in tomorrow's show, like doing all of her stuff. Whether she knows it or not, she's going to be there. <laughs> yeah, I'll be receiving be a cease and desist like the day after the show, but I love, I love her. Awesome. Do you have any other musicians that like inspire you like that? Totally. Um, that song, Fun to Fuck, it's weird that you mentioned Rihanna because that one was, the instrumental for that one was originally a 20 second looped track, a 30 second loop track that my producer, Nick D'Alessandro, had like submitted to Rihanna's team. They had asked for submissions for that album that never happened. Oh, wow. Um, and they, they declined them, but I was like, uh, Rihanna's trash is good enough for me, I'll buy it. So I bought it and elaborated it, and then I was like, oh, well, let's, let's do a Tropical House-style electronica song, but let me write fun to fuck, kind of thinking about, like, I, would, I want this to be good enough where I would be confident to like give it to her, you know? And uh, and she has not returned any of my emails, but I'm really proud of the song. Like it was, it, it stepped up my game. The idea of like maybe I could submit this, you know. That's that's dope. Imagine she does. Oh, that'd be amazing. Oh my god. That'd be gag worthy. Oh, good lord. I'm like you'll never. If she if she wanted a song for me, you would literally never see me again. I would be. I was like, I will not be doing anything the rest of my life. Thank you very much. Yeah. So um, light shows. I know performers. Um, incorporate light shows and it's always to bring out an emotion also with the visuals and stuff like that because that is the main component and why those two mesh so well so what emotion do you want your audience to walk away with from your shows I've said this like many times when someone I, I want my show to be pure joy and pure fun 
and when people leave the show i want them to feel like they just watched legally blonde and all of the like caps are falling i want you to feel overjoyed yeah. For you, I want you to feel like I'm trying to put it in terms that you could like get. I want I want you to feel like the first time you paid like you know Tony Hawk Pro Skater for PS One. I want you to have that feeling. Awesome. <laughs> when like you're done. No, I'm not out of that one. <laughs> you're like nope, nope. Um, but yeah, I just want I want people to feel like that, like completely. When you walk out of the movie theater and like you have a new personality now, like that's yeah, how I want like you to feel. Yeah, it's like a whole perspective. Like wow. Just I complete really am joy. That bitch. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I nice. do like. I, there's a part of my act that got me to start getting booked at House of Yes, uh -huh. where I, I do it. It's called the Gay Ted Talk. So it has all of like the visuals from Ted, but then like gay pops up and you get a little bit of Britney going, mm -hmm, like in the back. <laughs> this is how you party on Mykonos, bitch. Like that happens and it's all echoey. It's so stupid. But I come out and during that, that little- sounds brilliant. <laughs> Look at me, stupid. <laughs> You're like, this is dumb. Um, <laughs> So I come out and like as, and I wanted to do something that was like more presentational to see like yeah. what other what other type of things this rig could do. And I was like, I want to tell people why I made this and what I do and have it be funny and have it be like emotional. So I start talking about like why I did this, why like, like I make jokes about like, you know, there could be a hundred people in the room and Lady Gaga comes up behind me. I said, if none of them want to hire you, you're still fucked. And it goes, burr, burr, burr. like it's so stupid, but I get to the part that becomes super genuine where I say, and like the music swells, I was like, I decided I didn't want anyone, I didn't want to wait for someone to tell me I could live my own dream. I decided if it, if I need to build all of this stuff, if I need to look on YouTube, if I need to like suck dick on the internet to pay for lighting equipment, like I am going to make this shit happen for myself in a way where I could do whatever I want creatively. So um, I am high, so I forgot the question that I started with, but yeah, the end. <laughs> hey, okay. So in that case, what advice? You asked me, you're like, what's what's Oregon like? And I was like, anyway. <laughs> I was like, what ago. is Oregon like for someone that's out here like writing songs, talking about fuck me and all that shit? Yeah, Oregon is uh Oregon's great. Um I don't <laughs> you saw how far my, my eyebrows disappeared in my bandana when I was like, No, or I, I grew up outside of Portland. Um uh -huh. It looks like Twilight. Uh, oh, Portland's cool. Sorry I love my family. That. I've got a big Cuban and white family over there that I that I love very much. Um, I don't drive, and I grew up outside of Portland, so it was you know not as open to the various things I'm up to. Uh, so coming to New York and coming basically traveling was like let me kind of become myself. So I'm always gonna love New York for that because this is the only place I've ever lived as an adult. But Oregon is great and I'm, I love my fans, so. So what other advice do you have, um, or what advice do you have for emerging artists that are seeing you and you're, they're like, damn, well, I kind of want to be like slut for butt. Well, these artists are gonna see that I have a thousand followers and be like, I'm not listening to anything he says. <laughs> but um, I, if, if they're into like that aspect of yeah. it, I just, I think not waiting for someone to give you permission to do your thing. You know, sometimes it's, it's so much harder to build every aspect of whatever you're doing, you know? But it's really worthwhile to put in that extra effort to like, because then you're not beholden to somebody and you're not waiting for someone to like give you a song. You're not waiting for someone to to make it so, to give you permission to live your own dream, well, you yeah, know? You gotta push yourself and that's what, yes, what I'd say it comes like, out to. That's why we have this attraction to you and why we enjoy what you have going on because like not many people have that hey self-motivation and that's hard to come by with a lot of people right well and like you have it you. you have self-motivation 
I've known you forever, seen your shows. It's amazing for someone to be a one-man show. Wow. Thank you. And that's that's like super prophecy. Thank you. Well, that's I like, like that's it. That's why we're stoked on you. Mm-hmm. That's what people need to see. Like, hey, you can do it. Yeah. I mean, thank you very much for saying. I love you. I love you, Alex. So <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't want to have to get all emotional today, but <laughs> I love you. You're the best. It's, it's, just, it's, it's inspiring because like it reminds me of like stuff I used to do back then. But like you know, this is this is your time and right now. Mm-hmm. Like, that's so dope to see somebody just be so motivated to do things like this. It is so hard, and it makes me so wildly wildly happy so I love it I think um, in New York we we probably everybody in this room knows a lot of people who are creatives in vastly different fields and something I've always noticed is there might be someone who's an amazing actor who loves acting or someone who's an amazing musician loves music and they start or filmmaker whatever it is they start to almost dislike the art that they've chosen the art that like makes them want to be alive because there are so many no's and because it's so hard like the the business be there's so many shut doors that you start to like almost resent this thing that you love and i don't want that to be ever be the case for me so even if i'm literally flop tina outside of spider-man doing my thing it's exactly the show i've always wanted to do so i can be in love with what i'm doing actively and then hopefully when things like pop off uh you know then that's just a plus but i get to spend my time doing the thing that I love as opposed to talking about doing the thing that I love. <clears throat> All right, so you mentioned that um, you are premiering a song tomorrow. Yes. Do you want to go ahead and talk about that? Tip the Dancer? Yeah. Tip the Dancer. Uh, I love Tip the Dancer. I worked on that one with Nick D'Alessandro at Brewery Recording Studios. Uh, you might not know Nick, but you probably know, like, he did that song, I think, with Drake that was, like, Eat the Booty Like Groceries. Oh, with Janae Aiko. He was he was one like of that, yeah, yeah he was one of the producers on that one. Okay. So he's incredible, and it's funny because like he'll go from working with you know rappers who are like creating incredible music, and then mine's all like pussy, love it. Yeah, um, <clears throat> but he's very he's very good at like doing. Uh, he's just one of the most talented musicians I've ever worked with. But yeah, Tip the Dancer. It's um it's got kind of like a '90s house feel, and again I I wrote the song thinking about oh like I would love to write a song where the hook is tip a dancer so then when you get there the dancers are gonna love it in LA but then you also I was like oh like how would I structure this song I want to talk about you know in the first verse I want to talk about like this dancer and then I want to like make you so excited once you get to the hooks that you're like oh you've told the story of this dancer and now you gotta like hold out your bills you know give it up with attitude uh, you know tipping them with every move like that kind of stuff so I was thinking a lot about Britney Spears, just like her specifically. I'm so glad that Britney's happening right now. Uh, so am <laughs> yes, I. Yes, I'm like, oh, So am synergy. I, because when that guy came out crying, I forgot his name, but he was like, like free Britney Spears. Don't and, and, talk about Britney Spears. Like years ago, I was like, you know what? He's right. He Why was the canary in the coal shit? mine. Yeah. He was the canary yeah, in the coal like, mine. All of us were making something. fun of him. And he knew just like, something that we didn't know, clearly. Yeah. Because like, he was on top of something. For you know? real. And then like, went on the Maury Povich show and an all leopard, like one yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah. like, yes, work. <laughs> Yes, that's a diva after that. my own heart. Yeah, yeah. so um, by the time that this comes out, it probably would have already happened, but uh, you will be performing 
on Wednesday at the Delancey. Yes. Yeah. So the Lower East Side. You want to go ahead and tell us about what you have planned for that performance? How do you plan on killing it? Uh, yeah, I, I plan on uh, boots the house down. I'm, I plan to boots the house down, uh -huh. just generally speaking. Um, no, I'm, it's going to be really fun. Like, Alex is going to be there. Um, our buddies are DJing. Uh, got, uh, DJ A Boy is going to be DJing. He's amazing uh -huh. and I love. We got Matt Cruz, like, you know, from our Mads is going to be there. Yeah, he's very handsome. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Some we, more we, icon we, we, we have, I like yes. that. We have the hot squad for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, girls crew, girls crew. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be doing my show. Every time I do the show, I like to add something to it, or just like give myself an option, even if I don't. So that way, you can do a different show every you know time you perform. But um, I'm gonna do Tip the Dancer. I'm gonna do uh, uh, a Timothy Chalamet. Uh, ballad that I wrote, uh, pop like, ballad. To him or yeah, he's gonna come. He's no, gonna be I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> like, was it like, did I not mention internet? Did, the Timothy yeah. Chalamet like, is coming and it's my, it's my boyfriend. With the hopes of him one day like <laughs> hearing it. I'm sure I'll be receiving a cease and desist before I'm like, but no, it's it's a really cute song. It's a really cute song, but uh, it, there's a fun little gag that happens right before that's like gonna be really exciting to do. It's called uh, Touch. Is the song. Um, so I'm doing that one. I'm doing uh, Fun to Fuck. I'm doing I'm a Whore. I'm doing Tip a Dancer. I'm doing Nice to Meet you, which is like my version of a Warped Tour song that I wrote about like going to LA. And it's just, you know, it's got a little bit of like, I perform it and that like, uh, nice to meet you. Like give it a little bit of like noise. Yeah. You gotta do that. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just excited. It's gonna be a blast. Wendy Williams is gonna make an appearance on the screens. A couple oh, times. I love that. Yeah, it's gonna be. The it's human be... capital P. Yes. <laughs> I love her. She pops up in the in the show a few times. I'm, oh, I love Wendy. What what a diva, what an icon, what a doll. Perfect. I've, I have a love-hate relationship with Wendy just because, like, she will read you to filth. Oh, yes. She's but, shady. But she has been read to filth. Yeah. And it's every time, and it's a great moment. I think I stumbled upon um, on um, IG Reels or whatever. It was when Mariah Carey came at her. Cause Wendy was like, I heard you got breast implants, and she was like, No, Wendy, did you though? Let's talk about your breast implants, cause you clearly got them done. <laughs> but, like, that's what like, I love. Yeah. Wendy Williams has no filter, and I can't, I kind of can't even be mad at her when she does something shady, cause no. I'm like, This is a person who's existing on a different. She's existing on a different plane, you know. She's like the OG person of like no fucks given. No. Like back in the day, there was nobody asking questions like that. Did so, you ever hear the interview she did with Whitney Houston? Yes. And where Whitney yells at her? Yes. She, she, yes. <laughs> Iconic. It's so good. I fucking it's, love that shit. I was like sweating in my apartment, like listening to these like titans yeah. go at each other. I was like, oh man, she goes, you shut your mouth, Wendy. And I'm like, oh. it's, it's so good. Yeah, it's so good. It like, Everybody go to the internet and watch it immediately. It's yeah. so, it's yeah, so Yeah, because imagine, it's imagine having the Whitney Houston curse you the fuck out mm. on live radio. Like, I'd go home, I wouldn't even be mad. She, I'd be like, I got cursed out by Whitney Houston. You get cursed out by bumps. Like, <laughs> like, you can't talk to me. We can't sit at the same fucking table. The, one of the best parts of that is Whitney, like, like curses her out, reads her out, and then there's like a brief pause, and then and then Wendy says something like, do you and your husband have wild animal sex? <laughs> it's like, holy shit. <laughs> oh, Pulitzer. Give her a Pulitzer yes, for that. Yes, I wish you nothing but the best and good luck on your show tomorrow and i know for a fact you're gonna kill that shit Thank you. i hope that you kill it in la i hope that you find a sugar daddy over there that can make you a slip mm -hmm. some butt. um and i love everything that you're doing thank you um, and <laughs> it's fun it's yeah fun. no there's like no one out there right now 
that is that has enough balls and cojones to, go out there, yeah. to walk outside cold as shit in New York, land of the hustlers. Spider-Man outfit. And like, and the, yeah. That doesn't have a Spider-Man lot of layers, outfit. by the way, on that yeah. outfit. Oh, no, trust me. I know that type of outfit. I'm very familiar. It's like thin-ass fabric. Yeah. I know. You're gonna mm, so thin. <laughs> so easy to rip. But yeah, no, I just, kudos to you. You're fucking killing it out here. Thank you. But um, thank you yeah. for inviting me and listening to me. Thank you for ha- thank tomorrow, you for coming. Tomorrow, yeah, exciting. tomorrow's gonna be awesome. Thanks for letting me yes. get super high and then talk about myself, my favorite thing. Oh, if you <laughs> ever want to get super high again and probably have a couple drinks and any of that, just We're come through for Frank. Yeah, I, I could be really just down let for that. Alex know and Alex will be like ew, and I'll be like ew. I really <laughs> want to talk more about Twilight next time I come, and I'm fully for real. So let's get that to happen. I've got thoughts. I've got thoughts. Deep, thoughts? deep emotional ties. I saw. So. I watched one Hunger Games. No, one one Twilight movie, and the be careful fact- of your words. Be careful of your words. Uh-uh. <laughs> the vampires back in my day back in my days the vampires didn't glisten in the sun they melted and they yeah. screamed sorry times so, change baby no I was it's like it's called being sexy you can go back to watching Vampire in Brooklyn all you want which I had a VHS tape of at my house but I'm sorry this is Twilight no, he Bella glistened. where the hell you been look he I'm was sorry. like oh I can't be out in the light cause you just like and I'm like, this man is made of diamonds. Why is he not butchered? We cannot. I will kill you. Uh-oh. I'm like, we cannot open the twilight door this late okay, in the interview bad. because I, I got to stop. I'm, I'm about to say some things. <laughs> I'm like, let's, I got, can we talk outside? I just want to talk outside. I just want to talk. Right, okay. Just, just going to talk. Just a quick talk outside. We'll just talk outside. Yeah. And I want to let you know a couple things. Okay. Sure. sure. Yeah. No, no problem. Yeah, no, no it's cool. Problem. Well, this was Roman, a.k.a. Slut for Butt, and Kevin with Frank151. Thank you guys for listening and staying this long. And if you have been listening to this whole thing, I see no reason why you guys aren't following. Which, go ahead and fucking do that shit. Like, link, subscribe, comment, whatever the fuck the YouTubers say. Do that shit. Thank you, guys. Love ya. Bye, guys.